0: Welcome to the Spent the Rent podcast. I am your host, Patty Rose. My guest today from the Flock Pod is Coach Justin D. Pluid. Justin, welcome
1: to the show. Thanks for having me again, man. It's great to be back.
0: This is really cool to see your podcast grow, and we've got some exciting stuff to talk about and the developments with your podcast, The Flock Pod. I'm going to have a link to your Anchor FM link to, to find the podcast, but also if you're listening to this, you can go to any podcast streaming site. Like this one that you're listening to this on, and find the Flock Pod if you're interested in listening to you and Shane talk about ducks, sports, Blazers, uh, mostly UFO stuff. And you know,
1: you cover all kinds of stuff. A lot of women's basketball. We dabble. We dabble in a little bit of everything. Yeah, we try to cover all things UFO, sports, sports, sports culture, and then just stuff that comes up here in the Pacific Northwest. You know, in that uh, that sporting sphere, if you will.
0: I wanted to have you on because I wanted to talk about the Super Bowl. I wanted to talk yes. about the Blazers uh what's going on there which is is a fire sale. Uh, <laughs> yes,
1: in a lot of ways.
0: So, but you you focus mostly on the Ducks. So let's we you know, I haven't on my podcast talked about the new coach Dan Laning. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about the recruiting and I don't pay too much attention to recruiting because I don't really figure I don't really consider someone a duck until they're Playing in the spring game—that's kind of yep. how. No, that's kind of that how I look at
1: it. Yeah, a lot of people are that way. Until that jersey goes on, until they see him out there in and they don't really consider him a duck. But it's the game has just changed so much. You know, kids are putting out top sixteens and things of that nature. The transfer portal—I mean, kids are moving all over the place like never before.
0: So, so, what are you? I mean, what are your thoughts on this new coach? Do you think that this is? I'm, I'm more excited about this than I've been probably for 15 years
1: since this is yeah i think this is a great hire i think it's a slam dunk hire and i was a little hesitant at first you know like uh, kind of an unnamed guy coming out of georgia defensive coordinator wasn't really sure if he was going to be kind of fit the oregon uh, motif if you will for what we're looking for in a coach and kind of break that crystal ball mold a little bit of being um just so traditional you know what i mean and Lanning has come in and immediately when he came out at halftime at Matthew Knight Arena and he was rocking the Jordan P.E.s, I knew he had something special. You know, this guy is really leaning into the culture, bringing in a lot of young guys onto the staff. I mean, Landing himself is only 35. I know. He's two years younger than I am. And so that's just, that's just impressive in and of itself. And to see him, you know, after winning a national championship, getting on the phone with recruits like Jaleel Florence and sealing the deal and getting them to come to the University of Oregon just shows that he's he's writing checks with his mouth that he can go then cash with his ability to recruit. Now we'll see can it translate to the X's and O's, and I'm excited to see what him and Dillingham, with the rest of this coaching staff is able to cook up for this fall.
0: It seems like every coach that they hired was in the top 10 nationally for recruiting. So it's not yeah. just like he – was one of the best, if not the best, recruiter recruiter in the nation. And then, you know, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, they've got recruiting assistants. I don't even know what they call the positions, but – Oh, my Well, gosh. and kind of
1: the secret weapon is this guy, Mao Chao. You know, he's kind of like an overseer of the entire program, kind of like a CEO, if you will, of the the the, bat, or the football operations. And he just oversaw the greatest recruiting class ever, um, probably in the history of college football that just got signed at Texas A&M. And now Mao Chao is going to be here at the University of Oregon moving forward. So yeah. that's definitely kind of a sneaky guy and somebody Well, not – shouldn't say a sneaky guy, but a, a good hiring, somebody kind of behind the scenes that not a lot of people would know about.
0: Right, you got you talk sneaky. People think about the, the little packets. <laughs> the packets about Lamichael James. You, yes, you know? I so, was gonna say.
1: Yeah, so it's not one of those types of deals. So
0: I, I really <laughs> well, glossed, that's legal now. <laughs> yeah, right, I glossed over it really quick talking about the flock pod, but I want people to understand that if they're listening to this and they like the tone in your voice, the sexiness, that they can go oh, hey, and yeah. listen to the flock pod, and and you guys do some really cool stuff. I very rarely talk about sports on the podcast because. I like to kind of, I do a lot of political stuff, but I always love having you on. We did a really cool episode kind of impromptu, you know, months and months ago about uh, athletes and activism, which is a constantly evolving thing. And so uh, if you're interested, you go back and listen to that too. But yeah, the Flock pot is really cool. You guys had had started this. You kind of reached out to me and were like, "Hey, I need some advice. I need some tips." And now you're at like 105 episodes, so you're catching up, which is really amazing.
1: you <laughs> so, are on your hot on your tail, man. Hot right, on your tail. right.
0: So, uh, but I mean, you've gotten some really notable guests. You know, one of the biggest ones. And and if you're new to the Oregon Duck football scene, you might not appreciate this as much as I do. <laughs> but uh, Joey Harrington, when you when you yeah. were able to, to to sit down and talk to Joey Harrington. Tell me about that experience.
1: Um, I was like a little kid, you know, when I found out. I was I just hit him up on, well, here, it all started in a group chat with uh, Shane and uh, Zach, two of the guys that we have on the podcast quite often. You know, Shane's my co-host, and then Zach from uh, duckswire.usatoday.com, who's been helping us out a bunch. But I just said, hey, I got a new uh, new target that I want to get on the podcast. I'm going to go after Joey Harrington. I'm going to see if I can get him. So I started tagging him in a bunch of stuff on Twitter, uh, DM'd him a couple times. It took, uh, I think it was my second DM and like my third or fourth round of like tagging him in a bunch of stuff that he responded. And when he, when I got that response, I was transported back to being like nine years old yeah, and just so incredibly excited to have a, because he's kind of my same age, you know, so it's interesting to say that I was transported back to being nine, but just like that fandom, you know, that oh, excitement yeah. that I had coming through. Um but it was a huge get. It was a great experience. He was great. He couldn't have been a cooler guy to come on and, you know, be interviewed. And he's kind of brushing up, I think, his his media chops and things of that nature to try to try to make another jump for himself, too, just in what he's doing. And because he was on a bunch of other podcasts also. But just, just the coolest guy. Um, just a blast from my past, you know, from the childhood for sure. So, yeah, it was a really fun experience.
0: It was funny to see you roll it out because even right off the gate with that episode, you were saying, like, I was gonna wait, but I could not. Like I had <laughs> exactly. to. Exactly. I had to release it. It's. It was like. It's like it was just bursting to come out. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool to see. So I. What number? Do you remember what episode number that was?
1: Um, I don't. I don't here. Let me. Uh, let me pull it up here in front of me. Actually, I don't remember what the exact number was. Uh, it was back in our catalog just a little bit.
0: Yeah, because I just anybody. But. I mean anybody that's a duck fan. I think that they would really appreciate listening to that one, you know, because I know that you were extremely excited and it's a big get. It's a big, it's a big deal. I mean, there's some local podcasts that I'm just impressed with some of the people they get. Uh, Sammy Warmhands with the Take 92 mm-hmm. podcast. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like he interviews some of the cream of the crop in the music industry and entertainment, sometimes film too. And it's Of just, course, I
1: can't get into uh, my it's anchor all, it's right all but yeah, if you just scroll back, it says Joey Harrington interview. You can't miss it in the yeah. catalog.
0: No, it was awesome, but yeah, Sammy gets some great guests. Uh, the One of the ones that I was the the most excited for was, was Tim Lewis, which is really interesting. He's a filmmaker locally, and it was the same kind of experience. He may not be as known to my audience as, as a Joey Harrington would, but I was as excited, I'm sure, because it was just really cool because I had messaged him through Messenger, and he uh, kind of blew me off. And then, (laughs) and then, and then a friend reached out to me months, like not that long ago and and was like, Hey, do you know Tim Lewis? And I'm like, yeah. he's like, he's interested in in talking to you on your podcast. I'm like, well, you should tell him to check his messages. And then it, and then it happened and he was awesome. He was a, he was a great guest. And we talked about, he's a guerrilla filmmaker, Gonzo filmmaker in Eugene that, that talks about, uh, the forest offenders in the in the late nineties and, and the anarchism and whatnot. Let's get back
1: to sports. So, so, so it's actually I found it. It's the it's uh, episode number ninety eight. If you want to go back okay, and cool. find it, and don't gloss that over, man. You you talk about like important stuff on your podcast. We just talk about like balls and you know sports and things of that nature. And basically, grown well, men. That's enrollment, one enrollment, so of the
0: things that I respect about what you're doing because yeah, anybody can start a podcast. Literally, I've done it. I've proven that, and and <laughs> and and yet, and even more people try to do the sports one in their mm. in their respective communities. But I think you guys, you and Shane have something, and I knew it really early on, and you were just trying. You guys were doing like NBA draft, I think, you know, preview, or just doing the whole one live thing. One of my all-time live favorite
1: episodes, yeah, it was our live draft, the first one we did, because it turned into just a marathon, because the bull bowl, bowl experience. He got dragged into like the deep, deep second round, so that's, that's an all-time pot if you want to go back and listen to us. Yeah. Uh, but in it's in just really days. cool. It's
0: really cool to see because <laughs> you just started with with a dream, just a couple boys with a dream.
1: Exactly, the little podcast that could. You right, know, that's what we are. So now it's not <laughs> just audio.
0: So there's something that it's very new. So yes. there's not mm. going to be a ton of content yet. But I want to encourage anybody to check this out. Now you also not only the Flock Pod on all streaming sites, but also the Flock Tube. So yes. talk about that a little bit.
1: Uh, Well, it's just been a fun experience just to venture into the the world of YouTube. You know, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a little while and I've been a little intimidated by. And I just did a little bit more research on it. And I think it's something that it just spreads the the platform for us to reach that many more people, that many more eyeballs, that many more ears, because a lot of people in the area don't necessarily, you know, listen to a podcast, but just about everybody's scrolling on YouTube for something here now these days. So just to be able to get ourselves out there. And, you know, I always said I had a face for radio, but I feel like getting out there and putting a little bit of stuff on for YouTube, you know, and getting Shane and I out there just so people know what we look like is always good to just kind of take the uh, take the mystique off of it just a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's been really fun. It's been a really fun experience. And you've kind of been a, a guiding light through that whole thing. You know, I've kind of reached out to you a couple of times to get some advice on how to do certain things and haven't ventured into the world of uh, streaming things yet, doing it actually live. It's just kind of the, the raw video after the fact. But that's kind of the next step.
0: Yeah, that's something I'd like to do as well. Uh, YouTube is not something that I've, I've really, that's not, you know, so, so much my lane. I mean, I've, I've got some videos up there, but I usually promote my podcast video on Facebook mostly because, because being that it's political, that's where people like to fight about politics. So I feel like that's a good area for that. (laughs) Uh, you know, Shane, shout out to Shane and Shane. I like, I'm sure likes the YouTube, uh, venue because he can show that every article of clothing he owns is the Rams. (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh man it was so, great i hit him up right before that i was like hey we're just gonna film this one just as kind of a test run just in case so just giving you a heads up you know to rock something you know for the podcast and of course my man comes out head to toe in rams because how could you not i mean i was excited when the seahawks made it to their first super bowl in a long time you know the Rams is finally making it back after being there a couple years ago so i gotta give it up to him i, I can't i can't no. beat him up do much about no, it. no it's pretty fun <laughs> and so there's
0: something visual and i like what you're doing with your your Ducks, you know, gear behind you and whatnot. So oh, yeah. it's it's yeah, good, yep. you know, and these little home studios, you can do a lot with it and it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of it's neat. So yeah. we'll get to the Super Bowl in a bit. And, yes. and, but let's talk about the Blazers because the Blazers oh, are, are having what seems like a fire sale. Uh, Dame Lillard made it through the trade deadline on the Blazers. We'll see if he makes it through the offseason. but yeah. CJ McCollum was traded to the Pelicans. Norman Powell, Robert uh, Covington are now with the Clippers. Which I think was a really big get for them, to be honest. It's a huge for get for the
1: Clippers, and not even for this season, for next season. That's a huge get.
0: Yeah, because they're—I mean—they've got two max contract players in Paul George mm-hmm. and Kawhi Leonard. But now, I mean, if you've been watching the Blazers lately, CJ's been banged up on and off, and then Dame's been out, and Na- Norman Powell has been lighting it up—you know, putting and up thirty-point games—and yeah. and so, I don't know. What are your thoughts on what the Blazers are doing though, and do you think that Dame is here long term?
1: Well, it's it's funny because I swore off my Blazer fandom this season, so I'm not I don't follow the I've when watching the Blazers very closely this year, just because of who they have as head coach, and I don't want to get too political. And I kind of do want to get that. into that a little bit, but yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm, as soon as long as he's the head coach, I'm a I'm a Memphis Grizzlies fan, and that's been glorious. However, I always kind of have an eye up there, and especially during trade season with everything, you know, I can't help myself, so. I'm uh, um glad to come on, glad to talk about it. So what I what I think is really going on here, I, what I think is really going on here, the big picture, I think Judy Allen's trying to sell the team. I think so too. And I think that's th- what she's putting herself in a position to do because she wants to put all of her eggs into a basket of getting a basketball team into Seattle.
0: I think so too. So I hope that that doesn't mean that Blazers are moving to Seattle.
1: <sighs> Well, the Moto lease does end in 2025, so yeah. there's a really, really easy way to answer that question would just be to renew that lease, but that's something they haven't done yet.
0: Yeah, and so that would be really scary. I don't see how that would be a benefit to move the Blazers to Seattle no. and become the Sonics. I think it would actually lose more fans than it would gain. I and, completely agree and, with that. But that, that is something, because if anybody's unfamiliar, so you say your name is Jody. Uh, jo- Judy, Judy, Allen? Judy, Allen, Jody Allen, regardless, no, it's Paul no, Allen. Paul Allen was the owner, <laughs> was the owner of the Blazers and also the owner of the Seahawks. So for the longest time, when the Sonics moved, there was this kind of concern about how it was going to go. Well, then Paul Allen passed away and his daughter took over. And there's a lot of belief that maybe the Blazers aren't in her future. You know, it's a, it's actually his sister.
1: It's sister. Jody Allen. It's his. It's Paul Allen's sister. And yeah, she's she's definitely involved in the day to day. But she's a Seattle person. You know, she's made it very clear that she's a Seattle person. And so for some of these deals, for some of the way that all of the the behind the scenes stuff has happened, you know, with Pritchard and all this other stuff that's happened, you know, at the top of the the front office, it's been. It's not as bad as the Jailblazers era, but it's it's getting bad. I mean, it's yeah. getting really bad, some of the stuff that, that was alleged that was going on in that workplace and just the way that some of that stuff is being handled. So all of that aside, if you strictly look at these trades that they made from a basketball perspective, this is a team that's trying to blow it up. It's a team that's trying to create cap space, which if you're a Blazers fan and you hear cap space, that should terrify you because the last time the Blazers had cap space, they spent it on – Oh, what the, uh, Festus azeli and players like that. So it's just, it's kind of a traumatic experience, if you will, when you hear about cap space. But I think they are going to try to hang on to Dame. I think they are going to legitimately try to build around him. I just don't know what they're going to be able to do, especially if they miss out on this first-round pick from the Pelicans, because that's huge. That's only protected from 4 to 15. If they don't get it this year, then it conveys into a 2025 Milwaukee Bucks pick that's protected in the top four. They don't get that, then it turns into two seconds. Yeah.
2: So, so it, this is
1: this is a big deal, and the best thing that could happen is if the Clippers end up playing the Pelicans in the playing game, and that game determines whether the Blazers get their first round pick or not. And then we're
0: rooting <laughs> for Norman Powell to do it. Yeah, that's funny. So now you had oh, talked about
1: man. it, and I want to talk about it briefly
0: before we move on from the Blazers. Yep. Yep. About and this is tough about Chauncey Billups, the new head coach, and I just got to ask you. So if the re is the reason that you swore off your fandom is it is it because of the allegations or Mm -hmm. is it because of the facts that the fans made it super clear that they did not want that hire because of the allegations and then they went ahead and did it anyway
1: i think it's twofold you know, I've I've, all, I've been a huge Damian Lillard fan, a huge Damian Lillard defender. Uh, the way he handled that whole situation I think was fairly poor also. It's one of the few times that he's really been looked at in the media and kind of been seen as someone. He's like a Russell Wilson in the way that he handles the media. He's, he's very, very good at it, and that was kind of a, a misstep in my opinion. But the way that the hiring process took place, the way that the, he was kind of just shoehorned into this position when – it was pretty obvious that he wasn't the fan's pick, but if it was Damien's pick, then that brings up a whole other conversation. So the allegations are strong, you know, and the, when I look back and when I went back and I did more research on it, the thing that I found most troubling was his teammates were the ones that were accusing him and that were stu, still to this day accuse him of the act. It's Antoine Walker. That was the that was the guy that was so steadfast because it happened at his house. I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't feel as if, to me, Chauncey has done enough to, you know, disprove the allegations or discredit the allegations, or if they are true, to 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 make amends for them. You know, to show growth as a man and to show growth as a human being, and to make amends for what happened. So. To me, I just I can't root for that guy as a head coach, and it, that hurts me. And I mean, I got my, my Nate McMillan bobblehead right here. You know, I've been a Blazers fan for a really long time, but as long as he's the head coach, uh, it's, it's go Ja Morant. It's it's go yeah. JJJ. It's go yeah. Dylan Brooks.
0: That's hard, and I I honestly am not well-versed on the allegations. I just remember hearing about it, and that was the first I had ever heard about it, and, it, and that's crazy because it was a Celtics thing. You know, it was with the Celtics at the time. Yeah. Uh, so, because that's who, you see, you know, uh, when a lot of people do not even realize that Chauncey
1: Billups was drafted by the Celtics, he was a top ten draft pick, and then he ended up going through, you know, different trades and things of that nature. But yeah, that's. I would encourage everybody to go do their own research on it. You know, it's definitely one of those things to to dig through and read some of the interviews, read some of the the, the articles that were written back then, and uh, and make up your own mind about it. Yeah.
0: It's a tough one, you know, and, and, and I understand a lot of fans are kind of bitter about it and whatnot. Plus, the Blazers have been doing terrible. So that, back in. they did they did manage to beat the Lakers without anyone. You know, they traded everyone. I did everyone. tap
1: back in for that game. That was a yeah. fun one. And anytime we can beat LeBron with nobody, I mean, my guy, Anthony Simons, is out there balling and doing everything that he can. Looking that's five years old. Yeah, Anthony Dude, Simons that, he, literally he looks, looks like, like a baby. Yeah.
0: So the trade deadline was this past Thursday. Yes. I think the biggest trade, obviously not even close, the biggest trade was the 76ers Ooh. and uh, the Miami Heat, Ben Simmons for James Harden. And well,
1: Sixers Sixers, and uh, the Nets.
0: Or, nah, I just think Heat yeah, because sixers I think sta- Stacked Team. Yep, yep.
1: You know?
2: <laughs>
0: so talk about when you – I mean, there was a lot of hype about this happening. I didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, this is the second time, I believe, that uh, Daryl Morey has traded for James Harden. Because when he was with they have a love affair. They he have, was the it's, GM it's a, of the Rockets, you know, yeah. back in the day. So talk about what your reactions were from that trade.
1: Um, I mean, like you mentioned, it was something that had been rumored for a really long time. And I can't say that I was surprised to see it happen. I do believe that the Nets kind of made out like bandits here. Yeah. To not only get Simmons, but then get Seth Curry and they get two first round and they sound like two legitimate first round picks it doesn't sound like there's a lot of protection on those i just not on the first one yeah i don't see james harden as a top 15 player in the nba moving forward yeah and I that just and don't. that
0: pick i mean the nets are in bad shape you know mm-hmm. because durant is injured kyrie irving is is injured half of the time with <laughs> with covid like <laughs> symptoms uh and
1: and I, no, I think shout out uh, my guy Van Lathan on Twitter had the best tweet after that whole thing saying uh, the Brooklyn Nets now have two players that won't take shots. Oh man, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah,
0: Ben Simmons notoriously refuses to shoot.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I I think it's going to be entertaining. You know, if yeah, if nothing
1: else, I think it's going to work. Yeah, I think the Nets are going to be really good. Yeah. I think the Nets are going to be the third best team in the East.
0: And I think the Sixers could have. I mean, they 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 won tonight. Again, without Harden, you know mm-hmm. he's not even there yet, and so, yep. yeah. The my biggest takeaway from that trade is the fact that Doc Rivers had his hand in trading his son-in-law, uh, Seth Curry. His his daughter is married to Seth Curry. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's traded not only his son-in-law, but he's also traded his own son. Traded his
1: own son, yeah. Austin Rivers. <laughs> Austin Rivers had a great, uh, he was just on the Ryan Rossillo podcast, I think, last week. And that was a great interview. He really, I mean, if you know Austin, know anything about Austin Rivers, he's like his dad. He's not shy. Yeah. And that was a great interview if you want to learn more about the... The Doc Rivers, Austin Rivers, they Son. yeah. No, well, they're 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 tied, but it, it was just, yeah, it was a great interview. I'd encourage people to go listen. To I'm it.
0: a big fan of Ryan Rossillo. I, my favorite podcast, period, uh, you know, with the exception of present company, uh, <laughs> is is uh, ben, Bill Simmons, <laughs> Bill Simmons podcast, yes, and uh-huh. he has a, a range of guests, and Ryan Rossillo is one of them, and then uh, cousin Saul. Jimmy Kimmel's cousin and it's just
1: absolutely yeah it's
0: amazing that's my favorite podcast I've listened to that on on I guess I can't say Spotify anymore but I've listened to it on streaming sites uh, (laughs) uh, more than anything in the last year so it's kind of interesting now another trade that was really big was the Kings being the Kings uh trading (laughs) one of the young talents Tyrese Halliburton yes as a political guy myself Halliburton when I hear that, it makes me cringe <laughs> and think about war games, but uh. but yeah, and Dick Cheney. But you know, uh, yeah, that trade for Sabonis, we I loved our Vita Sabonis, and Demontis is a great player. Oh, but man. I still Absolutely. think that the trade <clears throat> is a weird move. But I get, I get it because they have the the Kings had like ten guards,
1: so I. I just don't know what the Kings are doing. I never know what the Kings are doing. If you're going to trade a guard, you got to trade Deer and Fox, but he's got an albatross of a contract, so he's a lot more difficult to trade. I don't – I love Sabonis. I really wanted Sabonis to somehow end up in a Blazer uniform during this trade deadline. That's what I was secretly hoping, that somehow like a CJ for – CJ Nurkic, you know, for Karis and uh, Sabonis was going to work out. But it's uh, – I think it might actually work in Sacramento, but it's still gonna be the wrong deal, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, you're just you're doubling down on the mistake you made. And I was I thought Marvin Bagley was gonna be a good NBA player. I mean, I watched that kid dominate a basket. I mean, as a high school freshman, walked out in the state of Arizona and dominated a state championship game at the 6A level. Not many players can say that they've done that. So I thought he was gonna be. Absolute stud in the NBA, but he's got some family baggage kind of following him around that I think is kind of holding him back a little bit And he may have an opportunity now to really shine. I think he ended up in Detroit Yeah, so I think I I think Bagley there might have ended up the best situation out of all of this But I think Sacramento is gonna love Sabonis. I could see him really thriving there, but it's still a bad deal
0: Yeah, and then you know the Pacers I'm actually going to Boston at the end of March and oh, I'm nice. going to see the Celtics and the Pacers oh, and okay. the, the Pacers Hayden do versus have... versus Duarte. Yeah, Duarte, <laughs> former duck, plays for the Pacers and he gets a lot of minutes. He's playing so really well. I could He's see,
1: really, really good for them this year.
0: That's a good organization and it's ran really well. <laughs> uh, and it always has been a working class organization, you know, and I think that they're really stocking up some young talent and I think they can do mm. a lot and... So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, the trade deadline is one of my favorite things because basketball almost is more fun to talk about than it is to watch in today's world. One of those things.
1: People love to talk about the NBA.
0: Yeah. And so (laughs) it's funny. I mean, I work as a barber on campus and I could literally talk to to people about basketball 90% of the time and people would be happy, you know, so... Uh,
1: the true statement. Yeah, it's a barbershop so, barbershop rite of passage. It almost feels like to talk about hoops
0: with college age kids. It, there's no question. I mean, they, <laughs> they love the NBA. They grew up with it. You know, I grew up with it when it was really starting to take off with the Jordan stuff, Jordan days after the Bird and Magic stuff. That was when it became. You know, in the in the early '90s, there was the Stay in School Jam at the All Star Game where they had Will yeah. Smith and all these different people yeah. talking about education they can't do that now because they go to school for one year and you know but (laughs) but uh in those days it was they had some just really great marketing david stern was an incredible commissioner and then i think that the new commissioner is even better you know but there's been some missteps but there's not gonna not be missteps when it comes to being a a commissioner in a major sport now when i go to boston i have tickets to a red sox game but uh, baseball might not exist, so we'll see if that oh, happens. Man. I'm going to be really bummed the first time I go to Boston if Fenway is I have a ticket in hand and I can't go see them. Well, rich- it
1: sounds like they made a little bit of headway today. Uh, Universal DH, draft lottery, both approved, so those might uh, hopefully get some momentum rolling to get the season on the on board.
0: I heard something about maybe not testing for, for- – what is that
1: not testing for steroids also yeah certain certain steroids i think is kind of it's kind of like what the nba has you know you have a banned list and then you have a non-band list things that you can actually take to help your body recover
0: yeah and so i don't know i mean maybe that's what baseball needs is just for their heads to all get huge but <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
1: let the 90s reign again. Right. Let the 90s reign. Barry
0: Bonds is not going to be a Hall of Famer. I think that's a that's a travesty. Oh, it's a travesty. travesty.
1: Yeah, we said it at the same time. That's beautiful. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely a travesty and it's just one more black mark for baseball unfortunately. Yeah, so
0: okay, football. America's sport. Yes. It's not America's pastime is not baseball anymore. I don't care what anyone says. It's football. It's true. And Super Bowl 56, the Rams versus the Bengals. Who you got?
1: I got the Rams. I like the Rams winning. I like the Rams winning by double digits. Wow. Wow. I think that uh, that Rams defense is going to come out. I think Aaron Donald is going to play the game of his life. He's going to put the Superman cape on. And uh, I think he's been waiting for this game, you know, waiting for this opportunity to go out there and get another, and get his first Super Bowl ring, especially after having that taste in his mouth from the last one.
0: I have, I put money on the Bengals before uh, the conference final or conference championships And so, you know, I had money on the Packers. They lost. I had to pick someone. The longest (laughs) odds were the Bengals, so I went with it. Here we are. They're still alive. I've made a bunch of different bets on Oregon Lottery scoreboard, which we're going to talk about. They've now recently teamed up with DraftKings and yes. if you're responsible then you should definitely check it out because it's yes. very addictive <laughs> and i've learned my my technique when it comes to sports betting is i know a lot of basketball so i bet on 3 games at a time in a 3 there game parlay go. and i usually pick favorites maybe one slight upset you mm. know because you can't get too risky the what what you want to do is you want to like you don't you shouldn't do this but like it's tempting to be like i'm going to pick every single game you'll never win you'll never win keep your parlay <laughs> small
1: Got to you cherry know, pick a little bit. Yeah, I've got to cherry pick a little bit. But my no, game is, is
0: – the Super Bowl for me is contingent on there being a lot of passing by both teams, about mm-hmm. two and a half to three touchdowns for each quarterback, uh, and then I've got some fun ones. One of the greatest things about the Super Bowl is you can bet on all kinds of stuff. So I've got oh $5 word, yes. on the opening kickoff being returned for a touchdown. That pays 500
1: Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I've got uh, I've got. – let's see. I've got hey, – Yeah, I've got, I've got another kickoff
1: bet for you, though. Yeah. Take take the kickoff not being a touchback.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I, do you know why? Why? So there's this whole story about why the the initial kickoff, the ball, is a commemorative ball. So that ball isn't given to the kickers beforehand for them to, like, mess it all up and deflate it and kind of, like, break it all in. So it's heavy like a rock. And if you look back, I think 70% of the, the first kickoffs in Super Bowl history have not been touchbacks. Wow. Yeah. So, no and the, the flashbulbs probably money. have
0: some effect on the air in the room. Like I don't know. I'm, I don't. That's Maybe. A, I just totally Maybe. made up science. So this is <laughs> this is going to be like the Joe Rogan podcast. But uh, so no, I I think that's a fun one. The kickoff bet yep. on the kickoff for a touchdown. It, I think was it the first kickoff that Devin Hester against the Bears and the Colts. It was in the game that he returned one for a touchdown.
1: Oh, I think it was. Was it halftime? Was it the
0: second half? Either way, I, I want to yeah. say it was half. But my memory, man, I. I remember that yet. Super Bowl, <laughs> and I've been sober now for almost six years. But that Super Bowl, I was drunk before kickoff, and I literally oh, yeah. woke up, and the game was over. I literally oh, saw none. No. I saw none of it, and so it was a regrettable, forgettable. And my brother was a big Bears fan, so he was disappointed because he's t- talking to me about all these plays, and I was like. I have no idea. Yeah, no idea.
1: <laughs> Just laid out. Yeah.
0: So so anyone listening, you should go check out Oregon Lottery scoreboard, which is now yes. DraftKings, cuz it's awesome. And for the Super Bowl, there's so many cool little bets you can make and there's also like free po- pools where you can like pick. You don't have to put any money down and you can like pick the how long the the halftime first song is going to be, who's the first person you're going to see, if you're going to see Dr. Dre or Mary J Blige mm-hmm, or Eminem. Mm-hmm. And that's free and then if you if you get it right, you get put in a pool and you have to split the money, but you know, you win like seven bucks, but there there you go. Money's you know? money, man. Right. Yeah. And so I enjoy it. But like I said, if you're gonna gamble, you gotta make sure that that you're responsible about it because it's pretty addictive.
1: Do it responsibly. Yeah, we did a big uh on our last podcast uh over there on the flock pod, did a big Super Bowl thing on the last time, so it was a lot of fun.
0: Shane's gotta be excited. He is a huge Rams fan. <laughs> and so shout out to Shane, the co-host yes. of the Flock Pod. Yes. So again, anybody listening. The Flock Pod is on every streaming site, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, Mm -hmm. Spotify. I know that people hate that one now, but I I personally love (laughs) Spotify, and I'm going to continue using it. I
1: still use Spotify because it's it's where my binge mode is, and binge mode is like one of my favorite podcasts out there to listen to. So I don't know if I can ever get away from Spotify. Just to say, I mean, I'm a... I'm a, I mean, as you can see, a Seattle Seahawks fan. So for me to be over here talking about how the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, it does hurt me just a little bit. But so much of it is in uh, in honor of my guy Shane. You know, gotta sure. gotta get and, and Cooper Cup. I mean, I gotta. How can you not root for Cooper Cup?
0: Right. That is a rags to riches story. Eastern Washington, is that correct?
1: That is correct. And yeah, he should have been MVP, turf.
0: in my opinion. I think that. You know, I mean, I, I I think he was my pick for MB, MVP. It's hard to get it to a receiver, especially when you have a quarterback that's putting the ball all over the field.
1: Definitely offensive player of the year, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, just the the whole. <laughs> I mean, you've got a guy Aaron Rodgers who wins the MVP, and then you've got a guy Colin Kaepernick who's totally blackballed out of the league, and both of them try to take a stance on something, and you're rewarding one enough. It's just it. It just feels, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels weird, you know. But the NFL, if you're an NFL fan, you just you kind of know that you need to take a shower after every Sunday. That's just kind of the way it is. Sure. Now.
0: It's I've I've gone back and forth with even wanting to support and watch the NFL, yeah. And and starting with the Kaepernick thing is is one of the big ones. And then honestly, Greg Hardy back in the day, like I mean, yes. there's so many players that have been allowed to continue to play that were just it with viral. acts. Hill. Yeah, it, and so yeah, it's not
1: good. <laughs> uh, I saw My something favorite. kind of funny. Go ahead. I was just going to say my favorite bet for the whole Super Bowl involves one of those guys, Joe Mixon. Take the under on Joe Mixon rushing yards. I think it's like 68 and a half or something like that. But yeah, take that under. And Joe Mixon's one of those guys, too, that uh, really is kind of a questionable person to even be in the NFL right now.
0: We'll see what happens with Kamara. I mean, there's just a list. You know, I saw the NFL memes Facebook page. They've got some pretty funny stuff. And they had uh, most offensive coach was, instead of best offensive coach, most offensive coach was John Gruden. Uh, they had they had the, the Aaron there. Hernandez award, which was pretty oh. pretty whack. Yeah, and it was it was Kamara and Henry Ruggs. And oh my word! So if you if you want a good chuckle and you have a dark sense of humor, and <laughs> NFL memes is a good page to follow. But well, Justin Pluitt. Coach Justin, I do want to get out of here, but I want to again. I want to remind people listen to the Flock Pod on all streaming sites. Go to YouTube. I have the link in the show notes to this. Uh, it's awesome. called the Flock Tube, so it's yes, it's a it's a a Flock Pod spinoff. I like how you're doing it.
1: Flock Pod spinoff. You know, and we still call ourselves the Flock Pod. I just named it the Flock Tube just because I thought that it's you know Flock Tube YouTube kind of a thing. So. It's uh it's a lot of fun, yeah. Definitely make sure to go check us out. Thanks for having me on, man. It's always fun you're to come You're very over welcome. Here on the, it's uh, very new podcast.
0: So if you go and you subscribe to it, uh and if you're listening to this podcast uh, anywhere, click, you know, go to the YouTube channel and find it's under Patty Rose. Uh but my YouTube channel is youtube.com/2rd, which is turd. I, I uh I made that when I was like, you know, 20 and so when when it YouTube was brand new. I don't know what year it was, but so, uh, I we mean, young. you know, yeah, definitely follow the Spent the Rent <laughs> podcast and the Flock Pod on YouTube and all the streaming sites and whatnot. Yes, Justin Pluitt, Coach Justin, thank you so much. I'm going to end this with a song. This is me with the song Takeaway.
2: Every single day, you trying to take away. You try to take, try to take, try to take away. try to take away the pain Every single day You try to take away You try to take, try to take, try to take away the pain Every single day You try to take away You try to take, try to take away the pain I missed you staring at a screen I lack social skills Always what they seem like t- Welcome back, eye contact. I thought you died. Suffer for all the things I kept inside. Disgusted by my attentions. man. I tried to plan, I tried to plan, I tried to plan. And escape from this with every chance I miss. Feel more distant stress. I miss, I feel more distant. stress It's burying me, it's burying me Every single day, you try to take away You try to take, try to take, try to take away the pain Every single day, you try to take away You try to take, try to take to anyone who would listen, even though inside I felt the listener was distant and listening at a search in the mirror for an empathy, a fear of letting go of the chains that were restraining me. My open eyes and ears constantly draining me, ability to fake tears and dehydration draining me. A self self-aware of his nostrils, it's My decision cop the scars and give them back. stories much greater than the common man. Embellish your normal sea, fear by eating ramen and living paycheck to misstep, giving none back. Live shipwrecked, disconnect from the trap. Fames facts, relax, the past attacks This is how a bastard acts things facts relax, the past attacks This is how a bastard acts Every single day You try to take away You try to take, try to take Try to take away the pain Every single day You try to take away You try to take, try to take